Well, this is cool because now I get to be in the host chair uh, with Mr. Waldman, Matt Waldman, joining us in the first of these kind of in-season review of players. Now, Matt, you know the format, and so a lot of these players are already rostered, but whether it be Sean Tucker or Kayshawn Boutte or one of these players that we had really high hopes for, I think that it's really interesting to discuss what it is that that you see. And so um, we have a great uh, uh, starting point here today for our first show for one of these. And it's, we're going to talk about Travion Henderson. Um, I think most people know Travion Henderson came in with a lot of flash and flair out of the North Carolina area, five-star running back, the number one running back in his class. I think the comp for him, according to 24-7, was Christian McCaffrey. And he, you know, um, his first year at Ohio State there, he performed really well. I mean, I remember that first game against Indiana, a long screen pass for a touchdown. I think the reason why I picked Travion Henderson, Matt, is because he's a name. He has a lot of speed, a lot of a lot of evaluators love speed but i have some questions to some other parts of his game some things that mine williams does better than than he does his backfield mate at there at ohio state i don't know how i don't know if i should give you a narrow question or a broad one but i guess i'll start here when you watch travion henderson what are you seeing uh with this player that's a i think to start with is that I didn't know the comp that people were saying. And and now that I hear the comp, I'm kind of smiling because I'm thinking I'm going to explain to you why he's nowhere the same type of player. Um, but from a rough standpoint of if you're starting from high school valuation of a college prospect, I can get that. I can get that he's speedy, he can catch some. All right, he's got some nice movement skills, it looks like. Um, and then you go from there. And speed plays a lot bigger in the college game than it does in the NFL game because speed is speed is one of those things in the NFL that it's a nice to have, but it's really short area quickness and how fast you think and process information physically. Um, and that's something that is a lot more complicated than what we see in the college game. So when I saw Trevion Henderson play I, i've i've watched i've studied three games thus far through the you know the, the evaluation methods i use for the rsp i watched penn state in 21 i watched the penn state game in 22 and then i watched the michigan game from 21 so i the first game i watched though was the penn state game in 22 and didn't know that he was banged up until i finished that game and then I and then as I started looking at his injury track record and seeing what that he was dealing with a broken foot, I went back to watch the 21 games. So I, I wanted to share that up front. What I see right now is a player who, after looking at those three games, I can see him likely scoring without any surprises uh, um, ahead for the next year, likely scoring in the range of a high-end contributor. Um, grade for the RSP, which means a player who can get on the field year one and have a role, likely as a player who will earn some screen passes, get some first and second down touches. Um, if he can develop as a blocker quickly enough, 
maybe even get some some passing down duty for himself. But I think right now what's missing with his game the most is the NFL caliber passing down skills. Um, when I look at him, I didn't see anything remotely like Christian McCaffrey. So when I hear that name, it kind of surprised me. Um, so, in, you know, and also he's a bigger dude o- overall, I think, unless Ohio State padded those weight numbers, put a, you know, put a couple of dumbbells in his pants or something before they, they weighed him. But, you know, yeah, right now I see a guy who, who I most likely will fit that range of contributor, contributor to high end contributor, kind of like, you know, he may first year, maybe if he is in the NFL and it scores away, I think maybe you're looking at a guy who will come off the bench and get some spot carries. And if they have to play him in a game, um, they will, but it'll make the offense a little bit more um, predictable because of things that he can't do well at this stage or he's going to have to improve a fair bit. So I'm looking for improvement in that third down game. And I'm also looking for improvement, something else we'll talk about in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, there's some injury stuff that I want to parse out the difference between whether or not what I saw was due to his injury or due to a habit of his that he's just been able to get away with. And the injury exacerbated the situation to the point that I'm wondering is it a, oh, it'll get better this year, or uh-oh? So, yeah. Now, I think uh, Matt uh, Bruning and I watched that 2022 Penn State game, the All-22 together, if I remember correctly, and I feel like there are a couple of runs where he just falls down at yes. the line of scrimmage in the, in the game, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I need, this is the run that I need to determine whether or not you're any good. Um, but, Matt, um, you know, I think of these, 22, these 220-pound players that we expect them to run a certain way when they're that size. Um, I see running backs. There are any different ways you can approach a collision. Um, You can approach a collision by trying to protect the football. You can approach a collision violently by trying to run through that player. Um, And I've always gravitated towards the players that I saw really liked the collision and breaking through, you know, I'm going to run this, this guy over, even though, um, Travion Henderson is between 220 and 215 and 220 pounds. Some of the violence that I would want to see from his game being that size, I just don't see it. And so to me, he seems like he is more of a pure speed back who needs open space. Um, do you see the same thing? Right now I'm seeing it, but what I need to determine is whether the foot injury is a big part of that because he'll definitely pull through reps. But what you're talking about, the accelerating through contact that's face up to you, um, that's something that I have only seen him do with defenders who are smaller than him. He'll bully the smaller guys. I will see him accelerate through, accelerate through lower body contact and get his pads down. Um, but if it's like someone trying to, you know, go head to head with him, haven't seen that yet. And really, we got to understand that why the foot's so important with that is think about Adrian Peterson, what made him great. And it was that when he planted his feet, the earth cracked because of the level of power and grounded, you know, 
balance that he had to really just put the foot in there hard and get all the way down the hill. When you when you run heavy legged, your pads are going down because in order for you to be run heavy legged like that, you've got to you're gonna have to accelerate you're accelerating downhill. And I don't think I've seen that even if he's never gonna do what Adrian Peterson does and you backs can. I haven't seen enough of Henderson to really show that at this stage. And again, it's the, you know, I've seen him knock over linebackers when the linebackers flat footed in the hole. A lot of backs can do that. You know, I've also seen him, you know, if he has the momentum advantage, he'll drop his pads. But if the, if both players have downhill momentum, I haven't seen Henderson accelerate into that. Um, he, he may get a small push or a stalemate, and if he can improve that, then he's probably closer to being a, a, a candidate to become an every down back um, who can run inside and you feel good about that. But right now, I'm only seeing him for safeties backward. I'm not seeing him really handle even off-ball linebackers who are the smaller linebackers in you know 4-3 looks or nickel looks. Um. You you mentioned you know the Christian McCaffrey, um, comp just not being there from a, you said passing down. I think you said passing downs role. Do you is that blocking and being able to catch the ball downfield or in the outlet or what? Elaborate on what you meant by that, please. You know, um, I've seen Henderson settle into the open area, but I need to see proof that he can work to depth when there's a defender playing in the area, does he understand how to set up and widen a, a zone that can he win one-on-one? -on -one? Is he a matchup player, you know, detached from the formation? Can he beat a cornerback or a safety like McCaffrey could? I, I haven't seen that. So I can't, I can't say he does. And then catching the ball right now, I, I like that he can turn behind his brake path to make catches. It shows he's got some hand-eye coordination. Um, but I also see decision-making with when to attack the ball being something that he needs to improve upon. Um, there's catches that he makes that are a little more difficult that he could have made a lot easier if he attacked the ball earlier. Um, and he ends up in scenarios where he's trying to catch underhanded when he should have attacked earlier overhand. Um, so I know he can do it because I've seen him attack at the earliest point of arrival, but the best players as receivers are consistent with their technique. There's no little lapses here or there. I would argue a guy like Will Shipley as a receiver is far more like Christian McCaffrey as a receiver out of the backfield at catching the football than Henderson is right now. Henderson is Henderson is talented enough to get better, but you can tell he hasn't, from my perspective, he hasn't worked on it to the level that he could to where it's just automatic. And and so from a pass catching standpoint, he's he's not in McCaffrey's tier right now. He's decent, but I wouldn't I, you know, there's a difference between decent and top three, you know, player of his kind. I want to I'm, – I'm going to try to find a draft here and figure – I know that Travion Henderson is a um, 
a first round pick, but I want to see exactly where he went and where he went into relation to some other players. But I'm going to give myself some time. I want to ask you you this question. Of the players that you've scouted for the RSP thus far, is there any that have stood out to you? Maybe even at the running back position where you said, oh, I wish I, I wish I had this guy rostered on the college side of a C2C. Sure. And I'd love to talk a little more, more about one thing that I want to see with Henderson too. And, and that is the footwork when you said he fell down. I think that's an important note because I saw two plays where he fell down against Penn state in 2022 where, and obviously the broken foot was an issue, but what I noticed on both of those plays, one was a cut to the left and one was a cut to the right. Um, Actually both were, yeah, I think both one was a cut to the left and was a cut to the right. And in each circumstance, when he planted his lead foot to make the cut, he used he put his foot, his outside foot across his inside shoulder, like all the way to the inside shoulder and a little bit beyond it. So his legs were almost crossed and balanced in a so unbalanced that you know, that there was no, you really want to see a cut where a guy is maybe at shoulder width or the, or the cut foot is at least in the center of your body. His was all the way over to the opposite leg, if not a little bit outside it. And there was no way he was going to be able to maintain balance with that, with a broken foot, you know, but I would argue that he probably wouldn't be able to do it with a healthy foot um, with the way that he was trying to cut because trying to plant off of that, the angle that you're trying to use to generate that power and there's no balance behind it, you're going to tip over exactly the way he did. And on both those plays, you could see where there was a potential or that he may have run into the foot of his lineman after he made the cut and tried to move and that he might have not been able to get his foot over his own lineman in either case. But the point, but the thing is, is that when you watch it, a, a number of times what you see is that he was going to fall in open space. Even if it was open space, he would have fallen down. And so I want to see whether the foot, whether he's was doing that in an effort to somehow compensate for wherever the, the pain was in his foot and was, and was over kind of exaggerating his cutting or whether that was something that was, um, he was doing from the past and what I've seen from the past thus far, he wasn't doing that. But now I want to see, is he going to, is that become an ingrained habit for him for the, for his next year in 2023? Because if he's doing it again early on in 2023, um, then that's a habit he's going to have to break. And that can happen sometimes that when you're compensating due to an injury that you end up getting into a bad habit that you don't realize. So I'm a little bit, um, you know, that's a big thing I want to watch because if if he's if that's okay, then I would say he's at the very least going to be, you know, a reserve that you can put in the game and who can grow into a contributor fairly quickly if he if he applies himself. But if he doesn't have if that is an issue that he enters the game, he might be a guy that I put as a reserve and say, I, I just don't know if I feel good about him. To this extent because there's a lot of things to work on it can happen but am i am i going to put a first round pick on it absolutely not um so i'm more optimistic that 
he's probably closer to a first round pick than he is a third or fourth round pick in a in a rookie draft. Um, but that's me estimating as opposed to telling you I'm rock solid there at this point. So yeah, and then the the uh I did I did find the draft. So let actually let me uh yeah. let, let's let's do let's do this first before I ask you that general question. But uh Travion Henderson was the tenth pick in the League of Record draft. If you're you know following if you're listening to this show, you've heard about the League of Record draft, uh, a lot of sharp guys. The tenth pick and after running backs Raheem Sanders, after Quinshawn Judkins, after Nick Singleton. So he was the fourth running back taken off the board right in front of Braylon Allen. Um, and I know that you haven't watched all of these guys, but first round supplement, first round startup pick on the college side. Um, uh, uh, and, and, you know, right there in the mix of things in the first round. And it's, if he's going to be on the border edge of a first round dynasty pick, I would assume that you don't have a problem with that, with that value there. No, not right now. I mean, I, right. You know, if I were, if I were being a little bit cautious, I might say I'd rather see him in the early second round than I would in the late first round. Um, but, you know, given the backs that you mentioned, I've seen all those guys and I understand why those guys are ahead of him. Um, I would also, you know, looking at my list of guys that I would be more excited about, I'd be more excited about Blake Corum. Um, I would be a lot more excited about Blake Corum actually at this stage because I anticipate where I have Corum right now, I anticipate that I'm going to have a higher grade on him too, but I've seen more from Blake Corum that tells me this guy's, I think he's more sudden than what I saw from Henderson as a, not only just from an athletic standpoint, but from how fast he processes the game. Um, and I, I think overall he's a, you know, he. I think overall, he's a more polished player at this stage of the game. I would argue that right now, um, Henderson is the better athlete. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm a fan of Mayan Williams, and I, I like what I see there. Now, I tend to err on the side of backs who don't have a ton of juice, um, and that means that. I don't, and it's not that I err on the side of like saying that I favor those overs fast guys. It just means that I don't, I don't blindly look at speed and just say speed. Okay, that guy's let's let's give him you know eighty points out of a one hundred point evaluation. You know where I feel like some folks do that and forget everything else. Mine, you know, so the worst case scenario for me for mine Williams is that he turns into a Peyton Barber type who. You know, doesn't get drafted high because the the teams the 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 teams GM and head coach have you know they got Google eyes for the cleavage of 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 NFL evaluation novices, which is speed, um, and they you know and he has to work his way up and beat out the likes of a of a Doug Martin and the, and I'm trying to think of the other three guys that he beat out in Tampa to have you know, to, to be a starter at some, you know, at some point, but he climbed up the depth chart and is a guy that just gets good yardage for you. So mine Williams to me is a more rugged runner. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a wiser runner. He's more willing to press deep into creases where Henderson still has to prove to me that he'll press close enough to the line of scrimmage right now. He knows his speed is a calling card. So he will, 
oftentimes just abandon the press um, to one to two steps earlier than he probably will have to press for the NFL. So that's another adjustment to his game that I worry about with Henderson. So Williams, I think, is may not be a top guy, but he's pretty rock solid and he's a value. So like if I'm if if I'm looking for a running back who's just going to give me, you know, an opportunity to produce and I feel like I can take shots on guys, but I want a wide receiver earlier or a quarterback or a tight end earlier. And Henderson's in the same range of those guys. I'd probably go for the other guys and then pick my running back a little bit later, knowing that a Mayan Williams is there or a Blake Corum might Blake be there. Blake Corum, yeah, Blake Corum. You know, Donovan Edwards. Let me tell you something. That dude, that dude blew my mind this weekend because you watch him, and I understand why Corum's the first guy, but Edwards will press pretty deep. He is, he is, you know, he's a dog. I mean, like the way he. The, he plays physical. He's physical and pass pro. He he has a little bit of work to do there, but you, he's much further along, if you ask me, in terms of like not not just the willingness, but on his way with technique to become a very good pass protector. He catches the ball well. He finds his way to get open. I've seen more demonstrated with routes on working his way open. And when quarterbacks target you in the red zone, and you're a running back in college football, and you get targeted in the red zone. Um, there's some, and not on a scheme, not on a schemed play, but on off script stuff because you work your way open. That's a pretty good sign. Um, and then there's that speed, you know, that, that this is a guy, not only the speed, but he will run through you. He will accelerate into defensive linemen and push them backwards. I've seen him do that numerous times against, and I'm not talking against, you know, the, the Hampton school of, you know, of, you know, numerology. I'm talking about like Ohio state, him running through people, you know, and that was impressive when I come to find out, Oh yeah, he broke his hand in the second game and he partially tore his patellar tendon partially tore it. And he was playing through it and he was that fast and he had that much control and he ran with that much violence um, I'm a fan. I don't, I mean, I don't know if this guy's going to get right now. I mean, my grade for him, like all these other guys, I have to see more, but I've watched a few games and I can envision him being in that, in that conversation. I would, you know, I would also argue that if Will Shipley can show some juice, he might be one of the most refined backs in this, in this class. Um, as a decision maker with footwork, with blocking, with with pass receiving and routes. Um, there's a lot to love about that guy. I just don't know whether he's a he's a you know a, a Kevin Falk, you know, James White type, or whether he's, you know, higher end, is he a you know, a lower middle class Christian McCaffrey, which would still equate to like a possible committee backslash future starter. Um, and then I'll, I'll add one more guy who I'm just interested in is Michael Wiley of Arizona is a fascinating player. And I, I know there's a lot, I have a lot more to see, but there's some, uh, there's some, let's just say there's some raw material there to work with. That is, uh, that I can't wait to see more of. Um, and then, you know, yeah, th those are guys that I think that fit. Cause right now when I saw Travion Henderson, 
The guy that came to mind for me was James White, maybe a better running, maybe like a more effective runner version of James White who had to grow a little bit more as a receiver to be James White plus. You know, like he could be a James White plus player, which, you know, some people might say, well, that's Christian McCaffrey. But I would say James White plus, there's probably like two players between James White plus and Christian McCaffrey, like, you know, Brian Westbrook, maybe, you know, might maybe, you know, and I hate to feel like I'm putting Brian Westbrook behind um, Christian McCaffrey, but honestly, I comp those two guys together. I know Westbrook bristled at that as a rookie, seeing some people compare him to that guy, but I would bet right now Brian Westbrook would look back and go, yeah, Christian McCaffrey was better than me or very, or as good as me if he's a, if he, if he's got still got a little bit of ego and pride into that. All right, I've learned that I probably have Blake Corum a little too low. I think we've been we may have been I think if Blake Corum was 5'11, 210 pounds, I don't think that the concerns that the Devi and C2C community that they have about him that we would stand on those concerns. I mean, I think it's a size issue with Blake Corum. He's in my top 20 running backs or so. I tell you what, um people are going to be excited that you see some toughness in Donovan Edwards running because we knew coming out of South Bloomfield High School in Michigan that he had the pass catching ability. I mean, even in high school, you saw him lining up in the slot or even outside and running, running post routes in high school. And he's built, I mean, he's six foot two, 190 pounds, or he was coming in that way. So he's almost, he's a taller running back. So we were worried about if he was going to be able to run tough, run, if he was going to be running too high. So it's encouraging. Uh, to see, to hear um, that you're enthusiastic about both of these Michigan running backs, Donovan Edwards, who I drafted in the third round of league of, of record. So uh, hey, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice get right there. And I mean, there's other guys too. I mean, guys who might be right now for me, who are kind of in the same range of Henderson, who could move up along with Henderson, John Emery out of LSU. I mean, he's got the size and weight. Um, he's a good inside zone runner. If you ask me, um, I got to see if there's a little more to his game there. Raheem Sanders, I mean, you know, you already had him ahead there, and there's a lot to like about him. The Damian Webb, I just watched this kid out of South Alabama who was like one of the top prospects at out of Alabama high schools and went to FSU, but, you know, his grades weren't great. He went to JUCO, all that. But, you know, again, short runner, probably about 208, kind of in that Maurice Jones-Drew kind of, you know, build and he runs. I won't say he runs exactly like Maurice Jones Drew. Nobody probably does, but he there's some shades of that going on there with this kid. And if you know Larry McCammon isn't Mc, Larry McCammon the third out of FAU, um, something about that kid I like. Um, I don't know if he's got the juice to be to to be the guy that people will want to draft highly, but he's another guy in that range that I look at and go. Keep an eye on him. He's a smart. He's a smart runner. Matt is just throwing names out here, giving the goods left and right. But that's why we're doing this show for our NIL subscribers because um, of your commitment, your loyalty. So we're our uh, desire to give you um, some added value. Um, Blake Corum, from a value perspective, because of his injury, because of his size, is not. A, I mean, he's a top twenty running back in our rankings, but. From a value perspective, he is often considered a throw-in. So it may be a player that if you're listening to this, you might be able to go get 
Blake Corum and another player in a trade package, and maybe you can get him back on your college side. Matt, I think that I want to end these with this question. Like, if we're going to talk about Travion Henderson today, you've kind of seen his value from uh, from a C2C perspective where he went. I think I just want to ask you this. Travion Henderson, buying or selling? Based on his value right now, I'm selling. All right. That's Mr. Waldman. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week.